Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. I'm delighted to be joined by Anna Shutko today. Anna is the Product Marketing Manager over at Supermetrics. Supermetrics picks up all the marketing data you need and brings it to your favorite reporting and analytics or storage platform, whether that's a spreadsheet, a data visualization tool, or a marketing data warehouse. Anna, a very warm welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Doing great. Good to hear. Excited to chat today, Anna. Um, and we, we've got quite a, a controversial topic and really want to want to throw in at the deep end, as I, as I do for many of my guests and um, ask you as as a business, as a as a sales rep or whatever our role may be, should all of our decisions when it comes to marketing be based on data? Yeah, so that is indeed a very interesting question. And I think there is a difference between being data-driven and being data-informed, first of all. So um, in my understanding, being data-driven would be more kind of maybe following the data, but not, you know, thinking critically about this or not you know thinking through which exactly exactly which decisions you're making based on data and how exactly you're making these decisions so the process of making these decisions mm. and being data informed is more like it's it's more of a situation where you have a certain report you have you know specific metrics dimensions a certain data set and then you understand the way you are making decisions with this data and the data kind of guides you but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're blindly following it so this also comes to the marketing analytics part this comes to the to analytics in general when you take a large number of factors into consideration to base your decision making on and okay. you have a rich you know subset of data and then you use certain methods sometimes like some close you know research methods um and you arrive to a certain conclusion based on this large variety of data and these data sets so i would stick to maybe being more data informed rather than just data driven and well like i mentioned take many many different factors into consideration when making this decision and and, and that's the difference between the two really so yeah that also very much relates to you know the ability of a professional to create this actionable reports with all this data okay okay so two two different ways to look at it it sounds like anna and i mean perhaps to give both myself and everyone that's tuning in uh, a tangible example um let's throw this perhaps into my world as as my head can only manage so much stuff and uh, when it comes to analytics sometimes <laughs> i can't always process it too fast so if we are talking about let's say 
let's say we'd recently built our business a website, for example, and we were looking at different channels to get that all important traffic to our site um, and get those all important either leads if we're a B2B company um, or possibly B2C or customers if we're selling directly through our website. Um, and we're perhaps perhaps we're looking at different channels. Perhaps we're looking at things like maybe Facebook ads. Maybe we're looking at Google ads. Maybe we're looking at SEO. Um, or maybe we're looking at sponsored listings on, on another type of site like Clutch or Good Firms or G2 Crowd. Um, how do we, if it's something that's new to us, how do we go by the data? Um, or can we? Can we if it's a new channel that we've perhaps yeah. not tested yet? Yeah, sure. So that really, again, comes down to several different things. So first of all, you really have to consider the difference between qualitative data and quantitative data. So whenever you're starting, you know, testing a new channel, hmm. uh, you don't really have, you know, enough quantitative data to make a sound decision based on that data. It's just, you know, like simply uh, the threshold is there and you sometimes do not have enough clicks or enough impressions just like you know the minimum amount to make any kind of conclusion so sure. what you would want to do first is uh, maybe analyze the from the qualitative uh, data perspective so you can maybe try to understand more things about your audience what could the hypothesis be uh, coin positioning messaging, test it out, then collect enough quantitative data. And then whenever you are testing different hypotheses you've created using your qualitative analysis, and these can be collected by uh, sitting on calls with sales reps, there are lots of different means of collecting this data. Um, then after you've processed it, after you've made a particular decision, then you kind of confirm this decision with more qualitative data. So you calculate the ROI, I prefer maybe um, not looking at such, so to say, vanity metrics like impressions, for example, but really understand how many conversions you're driving, how many right. leads you're driving, or depends on the business model, whatever you're selling, and then calculate the ROI and then see after that which channel is actually really bringing you the revenue. So that then can be confirmed with more quantitative data. And is there, on that note, Anna, is, is there much we can do so we can understand, like you say, not look at the vanity metrics. So if, if that's in the digital marketing game, that might be impressions, people landing on a website. But at the end of the day, all of us really want revenue. So we want yeah. those conversions. So we want those leads that are going to lead to a sale or if we're selling directly, we want people to convert and, and purchase our stuff. Um, but is there much we can actually do apart from understanding how many uh, let's say leads we need to drive a sale or how many sales we need to hit certain targets. Is there much research we can do before we actually physically invest in the channels and then work off the data we've been given? Is there much we can do pre kind of spending money as to say, or pre investing our, our marketing team time? Yeah, definitely. So I think every marketer ideally should try to adopt the mindset of the business owner. So not just strictly focusing on the marketing. And by the way, that also applies to sales, um, customer success, or really any position in the company, but especially it applies to marketers because marketing 
almost always spans, you know, through everything. And it's very crucial for a marketing manager to understand the business and different factors that drive it. So I would say you should adopt this uh, business owner mindset. Try to understand how your product and website or whatever you're selling functions from the user perspective. And yeah. I really, really like um, one advice my mentor has given to me once. He said that uh, whenever you're thinking about, you know, the way a customer proceeds um, to your website after, you know, seeing certain ads, you should always envision the whole flow. So it's not enough if you're just, you know, coining positioning and messaging. You should really think where these people would land on your website, how these pages are structured, how exactly would they convert, and what would happen to these leads after the conversion. So, for example, you might want to send them an email follow-up, or you might want to invite them to take um, a course uh, that would educate them about your products. You should always try to think uh, 360, sort of, right. if I can phrase it like this. Yeah. And of course, that would bring much more data to you so that not only are you, you know, focusing on, say, um, clicks, but not only conversions, also, you know, like email opens. And again, that brings lots of other data you can analyze. So this would give you the uh you know the like wide perspective wide perspective so to say so it's not just uh, strictly marketing anymore got it okay yep. so essentially looking at all angles exactly of what's of what's involved so bring it back to the website side of things whether that's like you say um whether that's people going through certain landing pages whether there's automated emails after they fill out a form whether there's then an email kind of sequence that that follows that up and really understanding the whole process. Okay, all right. Um, so that that makes sense. So that's and is that all we can really do before we actually spend our cash or before we get our marketing team to to start investing? I think yeah, and also it really takes time to you know think about all these things. You don't necessarily have to you know go and start implementing these email campaigns tomorrow, but it would be very very good to think what would happen after a certain person lands on a certain page hmm. so that well like i mentioned becomes um multiple sided and this way you will also collaborate with your colleagues better to really deliver a full experience to your potential customer yeah i like it and then okay once once we jump in once we do start actually working on different campaigns once we've perhaps decided on some marketing strategies that we want to go ahead with um how much time is this is this is something that people ask me quite a lot actually and is and so i'd be interested to know your take so how much is enough time to test test a marketing channel in your opinion and get enough data from it i can we do it for a day can we do it for a week can we do it for a month are we meant to do it for six months and um obviously appreciate it's going to vary from channel to channel so it's a bit of a tough question but i'd be interested to know your take on, on when's enough data to work off 
Yeah, you might hate me right here, but again, I will just say it depends, <laughs> because really, um, whenever you're starting out with a new channel, it uh, well very much depends on the business you're operating in, very much depends on the product. But apart from these two things, it very much depends on the sales cycle. For example, mm -hmm. uh, we have self-serve sites, so some self-serve products at Supermetrics, and then we have the enterprise line. And sure. obviously, nurturing um, an enterprise lead is much more challenging because that involves many more decision makers and each of these decision makers uh, have they have to receive you know um, certain kinds of messaging each of them to make a sound decision so we have to educate them before they make a decision first and then we have to understand how these decision makers collaborate with each other and who is the final decision maker there so that uh, brings again that brings me back to the previous point when we have to analyze a lot of data to even come up with different channels or you know theories to test. Um, but to comment uh, about how and like how long should we test a specific uh, channel for? Um, well, again, depends. But I would say you should proceed quickly. So you should always try to, you know, come up with a certain hypothesis, test it, I would say for a week, and then see the initial results and then always adjust it. So don't try to stick with one test or one hypothesis for too long. Try to change a, like a large number of them and okay. then monitor some metrics. To, that will be the leading indicators which direction you should go to. And then try something else and then see kind of like what works then yeah and in your experience Anna, is it always a case of if you've if you've given it a test for say a week two weeks and it's not giving a positive return i.e you're not getting enough leads or you're not getting enough revenue or if it's if it's quite close off the mark i mean how again this is a tricky one but how mm. how hard is it to tell when when you should keep something going or when you should just switch it or completely mix it up and say look this is this campaign's not working this channel is not for us now is enough let's switch it off and move on to the next next campaign or the next idea yeah i feel like uh, you should be able to see the results you get from good positioning and good messaging pretty much straight away and that again kind of brings me to my previous point. So you should collect not only qualitative data, so not just the numbers, but also quantitative data. So at the very same time you're running a certain experiment, don't just look at the numbers, try to talk to people, try to hop on, you know, these calls with customers and say like, mm -hmm. hey, we think the product does, you know, like ABC or it works best for ABCD. And by the way, I do this a lot with my clients, for example, whenever we are to release a certain integration, a certain connector, I can call some of my clients and just ask them, just ask like, hey, we have this, what do you think? Like, yeah. if marketers are our target audience, then I just say, hey, would you use it like this? So I just have a hypothesis. I ask them and they can give much, much more useful and uh, actionable information and insights than one might think. So I would just ask a lot of questions and look at the numbers at the same time. So that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah, that, that will make sense. So in terms of um, using data on more generally speaking, do you think from your experience, Anna, it helps you to make decisions faster? 
because you've got it there in front of you rather than perhaps going off your gut what you think um, might work in terms of a marketing channel for your business is it something that it'll be faster or is it does it take longer because we have to analyze everything we have to go through everything things um, and kind of really work out the formulas and, and what may or may not work yeah i think that definitely having more data at your fingertips makes you faster it does not slow you down but of course you should create a very good dashboard for yourself so don't try to stuff everything you see into the dashboard um, i would say pick one or two north star metrics so to say and always pay attention to the roi so whenever you have your focus on the roi it makes things easier so you can instantly see whether something is working or not and uh, yeah i would say do that uh try to follow these indicators and uh, of course whenever you have like well, like i mentioned when you have lots of these experiments and when you experiment fast and you proceed quickly you need some data to support you so when you will have this in your dashboard that will definitely make you faster. And you can always change these metrics. You can always adjust this dashboard. It's not like it's set in stone. So try to also see or think about which metrics would work in every single particular situation. Business Growth Show is sponsored by Vidyard. Tommy was tired of cold calling and emailing his prospects and getting little to no response. He signed up for a free Vidyard account allowing him to send personalized video emails and messages to his leads and contacts and saw results almost immediately. People loved the personalized approach and the fact he took the time to send a custom video explaining his offer and his solution. And as a result, he stood out from his competitors, filled his calendar with quality appointments and smashed his sales targets. Sign up for your free Vidyard account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about Web Choice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. As, as a general rule, are there, if we bring it back to the website scenario, and we are, a, let's say, a small to medium business, we're, we're running a company, our website is perhaps there to showcase our wares and generate inbound leads. Are there certain things we need to be aware of? on what we, is crucial for us to measure across the website? And are there perhaps other things outside of the website that we should be considering as well to measure from a data perspective? Yeah, definitely. So from the website perspective, I would think, well, about the user flows and how your content and your pages really, you know, like support each other. So for example, you might have a pricing page and, then in case something on your pricing or product page needs a clarification, you might want to direct these readers to a particular article and then monitor how many people you know, click around on your website, what do they click and what, could, what kind of questions could they possibly have after they've landed on a certain page. 
And again, try to have as many interviews and try to talk to your clients as much as possible to also see it from their perspective. And apart from the website, um, maybe like I previously mentioned, try to also monitor how your campaigns are running. So campaign metrics, uh, PPC campaigns. Of course, SEO should be a very big part. And uh, SEO metrics are very important to measure. Usually, sure. if you measure PPC and SEO in tandem, you might uncover very good opportunities in terms of keywords or particular topics you could cover with your content, or maybe you will uncover more keywords to bid on from the PPC perspective. So that bundle is very, very strong. And I would highly recommend analyzing these two types of data together. Um, think about your email flows. Think about uh, if you can, you know, have a block subscriber list or maybe, uh, for example, whenever we release a new integration, we invite people to join our test squad, so to say, okay. where they can receive emails about, about the progress we're making for our connectors. And this way we can also get feedback and really keep in contact with the customers. So of course we monitor, you know, the email opens, how many people clicked, where did they click? And yeah, try to incorporate and kind of combine different elements together, try to link different elements together to have very solid user experience. That was a that was a great breakdown, and I I really love how it's essentially understanding all elements of your your website really. So understanding mm -hmm. how people interact with it, where they click through, um, what they might not need to see, like you say, in terms of a pricing page, they might need supporting articles if they're not quite ready to discuss pricing with sales. They might need a blog or an article or video to support that to to reinforce the strength. In fact, um, I love the point where you mentioned about talking to your clients. I actually um one of our one of my own clients that runs a web hosting company. Um, we we built him a site some years back, but he um, so we we designed that for him. And anyway, he ran a survey via email to I think about two thousand of his clients, and essentially said, "Look, how how are you finding our website on a scale of one to ten? How do you like the design? How user friendly do you find it? A bunch of all these questions." Um, and the feedback was was really interesting because they they basically said they. <laughs> Whilst they thought the design was good, they thought it was too agency-like. So it wasn't It wasn't like a typical hosting um, platform where you could easily find the prices. So they were basically saying, your design's too custom, it's too unusual. Whilst it's good, it needs to be more template-based, more simplified, um, and easier to just view hosting plans and purchase them. So literally working off that data that his customers gave him, he's now redesigning his site. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is, this is a mistake that I've been guilty of in the past, that many of my clients have been guilty of. Instead of building things, whether that's designing a site, whether that's building any kind of marketing material, rather than just building it for what you think looks good or what you think is going to work well, use the data from your customers. And just like you say, you can you can literally talk to your customers, ask them the questions you want to know, and they'll give you all the intel you know to design, to build, to structure the campaign that's actually going to get results. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that's going to be using it, not you or I. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Interesting. So, yeah, on on that kind of point, you mentioned quite a lot of um, different ways we can we can measure, especially activity on our, our website. Anna, so are there any specific tools that you recommend or specific platforms that you recommend that we should really be considering? Um, from perhaps a more basic standpoint, we don't need to go in, into too too complex tools, but any any as a as a baseline that we should we should definitely look at. Uh, do you mean 
different platforms for report creation or something that would help you measure different elements or yeah i think i think both really so i think perhaps uh, a couple platforms or tools that would be good to kind of measure data for for everything we discussed and then yeah perhaps analytics as well if there's if there's ones that you'd recommend yeah, sure. So basically, uh, I can mention my company, Supermetrics. So like you previously mentioned, what we do, we transfer data from different platforms such as Google Analytics, uh, Google Ads, Facebook Ads, LinkedIn Ads, SEMrush, Ahrefs, Shopify, you name it, to different tools where you can analyze your data, such as Google Sheets, Google Data Studio. Uh, BI tools, data warehouses, etc. So basically, when it comes to reporting, it, we have several platforms for several different purposes. So for example, if you are a small team, then you might want to use Google Sheets because it's a very, very, it's very, it's a very simple and yet a very powerful tool where you can pull all your data and crunch the numbers and create reports and you can use formulas there easily. And if you are an agency and if you love creating reports um, that are visually beautiful and especially that you're working with the clients, you might want to use uh, Google Data Studio. So that's a free tool from Google where you can create visually stunning reports and again, uh, use some formulas, maybe not to the extent you would use them in Google Sheets to create the reports there. I mentioned the BI tools and data warehousing. Now the topic of marketing data warehousing is uh, getting more and more popular, so to say. So instead of just uh, storing data in a spreadsheet, larger companies are moving to data warehouses so you can store the data there and then it usually has native connectors to for example a power bi or again data studio so you can create really really beautiful reports there without sacrificing the speed so because normally a spreadsheet would slow down if you just have too much data there and uh, yeah so i would say these are the best tools just Again, because they're free, easy to understand, and suitable for many different scenarios. That makes sense. And if anyone's thinking of this, much like I, I understand probably about 90% of it, but there is some some data. That's why I've got a tech team with me that are much smarter than I am when it comes to development, when it comes to digital marketing, um, and hence why I tend to do most of the client account management as there's only so much I can and comprehend. That said... If there's anyone tuning in that wants to really get to grips with um, data, putting it into play, making sure their marketing decisions are really backed by data and basically absorbing everything we've discussed today. Are there any useful resources, Anna, um, that you can point people to that you think could really help them get to get to grips with the basics and beyond? Yeah, definitely. So we really try to provide as many useful resources as possible. So if you are more of an audio learner, you can visit our podcast. So it's called The Marketing Analytics Show, and you will easily find it from the resources tab on supermetrics.com website. So every two weeks, I have a conversation with a marketing professional, and we discuss different aspects and topics about marketing analytics and it's really suitable for everyone has lots and lots of actionable advice and yeah if you if you love it you 
can tune in. And if you are more into reading, we have a fantastic blog where we cover lots of different topics. And if you would like to get a more comprehensive education, so to say, we just launched a course on conversion Excel. So CXL, and it's a course called Supermetrics for Marketers. And I will teach you how to create reports, do marketing analytics, and use Supermetrics there. So visit CXL.com if you're interested in learning more about marketing reporting and Supermetrics. Awesome. Anna, look, really appreciate the conversation. Thanks very much for, for coming on and teaching us more about how we can utilize data to make more better informed marketing decisions. Um, and on that note, is there anything else um, you'd like to direct our audience to or perhaps connect with yourself in terms of LinkedIn or socials? Yeah, sure. So I am a very, very happy podcast host and I love chatting with people and always open to different guest suggestions or question suggestions. So if you're listening and you would love to connect with me, then feel free to send me a DM on Twitter or LinkedIn and I'm at Anna Shutko everywhere. So yeah, just feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. And I want to thank you once again for, for coming on the show. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. No worries. So we'll put all the links that Anna's mentioned over in the show notes over at businessgrowth.marketing. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit subscribe to Business Growth Show, wherever the heck you get your podcast from. We interview business leaders each and every week to provide actionable tips across marketing business, all to grow your sales. And with that, we will catch you on the next episode.